The Yes Anthony Says Podcast is a proud member of the Podcast Revolution Network. All right, before we get started, I'm going to do a special shout out because I had the honor of being on a wonderful podcast called the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. It comes out Sunday, which means by the time you hear this, it will have come out the day before, which means on Monday, all of your punk asses after listening to me better get your asses over to the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast and listen to it. It's at randomrobcast.com. And the next episode, the most important episode is going to be about me haha and it will be the most incredible thing you've ever heard in your life you know what i'm saying why because i'm on it you know and let's be honest forget about b rob damn it the reason the show was incredible is me yeah that's right in fact next time i do a show i'm kicking him the hell out of his own house and doing the show where i just talked to me so the show was incredible mostly because of me Okay, B Rob was was good too, but it was mostly me. <laughs> I just how are you gonna go on somebody else's show and then act like you were the reason? How are you gonna be on my show and not know to shut up when I'm trying to congratulate myself for being awesome? You mean to tell me you were on this great show? You have a great time with this guy. You like him. You had fun, and you're gonna now try to take all the credit. You're damn right. <laughs> okay, that high voice was just me talking to me. But I want to say one thing, Rob. Thank you for having me on the show. The show ruled. The show ruled because of you. And the show ruled because of me. And the combination of you and me made the show double rule. You dig? So all my sass potters, all of my bastards you better go on monday after listening to me on my show you bastard aka the show you're listening to right now and go check out the random ramblings with rob podcast at randomrobcast.com. why because i'm on it Ah-ha-ha. and it's a good show anyway but especially good because of me <laughs> that was really embarrassing mind your business okay it's time for my show well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? You know who this is, my friend. This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number two, two, one. The show is also called S. Anthony Says, but I'm always called S. Anthony Thomas, and guess what always happens? I always dig and love every last one of my bastards, my sass potters, and that would be you. Hello, Canada. Hello, UK. Hello, Australia. Hello, every other country that's listening to this crap in the future and some of the people in different countries listening to this crap now. Thank you very much. Thank you for last week. Thank you for every week and thank you for what you're going to be doing in the future if you know what's good for you. <laughs> Folks, remember last week you know, when I did the episode and I, I decided I was going to I had some things planned that I wanted to talk about, a specific thing I wanted to talk about. And then during the course of the day, something happened before I got a chance to come back and record. And it made me completely change the episode from one thing to another. And I completely disregarded what I was going to talk about. Well, I said, you know what? Well, it was a good thing you wanted to talk about. Talk about it next episode. Talk about it in episode number two, two, one. That's what you're going to do. You're going to bring up that topic. You're going to talk about it. You're going to entertain your listeners and they're going to write your stuff saying, Hey, that was some good stuff. And then something, that, that, then something happened and changed it. And now that topic is going to be thrown into the vault and it'll resurface at some point it just is not going to resurface on this episode because some other crap happened that made me change exactly what i was going to talk about in this episode i'm going to have to preface it by giving it a little bit of information first i would like to say for the record that car tires are vindictive bastards yeah i just said it car tires are vindictive bastards and i know what you're thinking anthropomorphic that's anthropomorphic no it's not and that's not giving human traits to animals and inanimate objects that implies that you're giving them traits that they don't have yeah well what i'm saying is the bastards do have the traits don't think i'm crazy don't think oh he thinks he thinks tires are being vindictive he thinks tires have feelings he thinks tires are trying to get back at him i think he needs to get more sleep what the hell is wrong with us anthony and i'm saying shut up bastards i'm trying to 
to tell you something and you need to listen. I'm saying right now, tires are vindictive bastards and they do try to get even with you and they're pieces of crap as humans, even though they're not humans, they're pieces of crap. And I'll explain. You doubt me, but let me ask you a question. Years and years ago, if somebody said that we would be able to fly better than birds, greater distance than birds, and in numbers and hundreds of hundreds at a time, fly from back and forth, and to the point where we'll be able to fly so often and so easily that it'll be a little bit more difficult than driving a car, and you you would have said, yeah, "You're nuts. People aren't ever going to be able to get into a, a machine that flies them around the world, across the continent," and you would have been wrong. You would have been wrong to vindictively laugh at that person and to look down at them, you bastards. If somebody would have told you we'd be able to get off the planet and go to the moon and stand on the moon, you would have said, hey, you need counseling. And you would have been wrong. You would have ridiculed the person that had the foresight to realize that human beings can get off the planet and go to another location, which means at some point we'll be able to inhabit other planets. It'll happen. But if you said that before it actually happened, people would have looked at you and said, you're nuts, buddy. You're nuts nuts but those people would not have been nuts if someone had said there would be a technology that you could have in your hand even in your pockets where you could easily with no additional cost in the service itself communicate with people on the other side of the globe as effortlessly as you could communicate with someone upstairs in your house someone right next to you on the couch you had a few years ago would have said are you out of your mind i know from personal experience that's the truth when the internet was a new thing and i was you know living in a different state i was trying to i was working for a company trying to sell websites to businesses and people were laughing me off the phone saying and i quote what the hell do i need a website for no one's going to go on the their computer to look up businesses or anything like that get out of here kid click well guess what jackasses individuals have websites now everybody has a website now back then i got laughed off the phone for even suggesting that the business should (laughs) go on the internet and represent themselves and now the simple fact is you people would look at you like you have two heads in a jar if you didn't have a website right now so don't think that what i'm saying right now is crazy you bastards i'm telling you Tires are vindictive bastards. Yeah, I said it. Now, what I'm doing during the course of the day, before I do my do my comedy writing and prepare the podcast and some other things that I'm doing that I will tell you about at a later date, I make it a point to get relatives from point A to point B. I have a couple of relatives in the hospital here, a couple of relatives in the hospital there. Some are doing good, some. Mm, and so we have to make sure that we can go and check them out and make sure they're comfortable and make sure all the information is needed and talk to doctors and make sure everybody can be in contact with the people they need to be in contact with it's a little down sometimes but it needs to be done okay so i'm about to take my uncle back home after visiting another relative and he looks at my tires and he well my right passenger right front passenger tire and goes your tire's a little low and i walk out of the car and i walk around and say yeah it's a little low but we both decide it's not that low we'll be able to get back to his house and i'll be able to get home no big deal Okay, and I figured I'll put some I'll put some air in it after I drop them off. I drop them off and it's I'm really tired and I'm going, you know what? I don't feel like putting air in a tire right now. I'll do it later. Unfortunately, I set it outside the car while looking at the tire. And I'll do it later. And I'm telling you right now, there was nothing really wrong with the other tires. This tire was a little low. Not a problem. But I'm telling you, I think the tire heard me say it. I'm sure the tire was sitting there with the other three tires fully inflated going, can I be fully inflated? Oh, he's he's getting out of the car. I'm about to be fully inflated. I'm tired of the other three tires ridiculing me for being damn near flat. Because when I got back in the car after saying I'll get to it tomorrow, it sounded like there were three things snickering. I wasn't sure it was the tires. I didn't really pay much attention to it. 
But I'm thinking that those three tires were snickering or snickering because they were fully inflated. And that punk tire on the passenger side and the front was not inflated. And I'm pretty sure they ridiculed that tire all night long. I get up the next morning and I'm going to put some air in the tire. I said I'm going to put some air in the tire. But I think that the all-night ball breaking that the other three tires gave the other tire was too much. And I looked up and that tire was completely flat. There was no reason for it to be completely flat. At the rate it was going down, it shouldn't be completely flat. And I think it shows to be completely flat. Why? Because tires are vindictive bastards. I look at the tire and I see that there's a little nail in the tire. No problem. I'll take the nail out. Not, not a big deal. I now know I'm not going to use my fixer flat. Hell no. If the tire goes down at the rate it was going down before, I have plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time to fill the tire up, drive to the tire place, get the tire plugged, problem solved, whoop-de-whoop, blip-de-blam, I'm on the road, no problem. But I'm telling you, tires are vindictive bastards. Because while I was working on that tire, I walked back to the back tire. And it had a bubble in it. The kind of bubble where when you look at the bubble, you're going, I am not going on the freeway driving that. And it did not have the bubble the night before. No, it didn't. So what happened? And I had to jog my memory. Okay, I got out of the car. I got out of the car. Oh, no. I remember when my uncle got out of the car, out of the car. I remember somebody was in front of me blocking the block. And I was in frustration. I kicked the back tire on the passenger side. The tire hadn't done anything to me and somehow I kicked it. And now it was payback time. See, tires are mad at you to begin with because they feel neglected. Right? Every other part of your car gets regular maintenance. On the inside of the car, you vacuum the car. You vacuum the car out. You put an air freshener on the inside of the car. You're constantly washing the windows. You know, you oil the joints all the time. You're always checking the oil. If it needs oil, you get oil. You steam clean the engine. You do all of this crap, but what do you do for the tires? You don't do crap. Every once in a while, you throw a little punk ass air in the tires. You don't even have a tire gauge, jackasses. You do the same thing everybody else does. You put a little air in a tire. You feel it with your thumb. Yep, that's good enough. Well, maybe it's not good enough. Maybe the tire thinks of air the same way we think of is think of food. You ever have somebody give you some food that's not even close to enough to stop you from being hungry? And then they're saying, yeah, F you, the kitchen's closed. Oh, well, that's probably how the tires are feeling. But they have a job to do. They have a job to do, and they're professional. They'll get you from point A to point B. But even a professional has a breaking point. The tire was probably pissed off. I hadn't done checked the air in the tires in a while because they were always inflated. I had taken them for granted. And now the only tire that's getting any attention from me, I'm getting one-on-one attention to the right, to the front passenger side tire. It's get, I'm rolling it around. I'm caressing it. My hand's trying to find where the nail is. <clears throat> and all the other tires are going, we want air, we want air. And then this tire gets fully inflated. The other two tires on the other side maintain their professionalism. But the back passenger tire, not only was it jealous of the tire getting all the attention, but remember, I remember, I remember I kicked it. And I think right where I kicked it, it decided to allow a bubble, an unsafe bubble. You round rubber bastard. So I get in the car and I'm not really worried about the bubble. I figure, okay, I'll go to the place and I'll buy another tire. Not a big deal. I get the tire with the bubble fixed replaced and I get the tire with the nail in it I'll get the nail taken out and then somebody will put a plug in it and I get in the car and I pull off and then there's a back tire blows bastard right on that spot where I kicked it I didn't even kick it that hard but it didn't really matter hot headed bastard and I'm telling you right now, when I walked out and I looked at that tire and I saw where the tire blew and I knew I had to drive. I didn't want to spend 16 billion dollars on a freaking toe. I figured I could make it to the tire place. It was only a few blocks away. I could make it. I'll turn on my flashes. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's some stuff going on. Because as I was looking at that tire and realizing that that tire blew and I had to take it to the tire place. I remember when I put the air pump on the front tire. As it was blowing up, I now remember a sound that I was hearing. 
as the air pump was going, and the air pump started off going, and as it went on and on and on, it started to change in sound. And instead of saying, it said, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard. Why did it say that? Because I could have gotten the tire fixed the day before. Bastard. I get back in the car and I take the car to the tire place. And now the guys at the tire place, they know what the problem is. They know exactly what the problem is. One of the hubcaps off so they know looking at the tire, it's inflated. So they know they're going to have to plug it. Anybody knows that by looking at it, they see the back tire looks like a there's a bullet hole in it because it just blew open. It's like, oh, right, hey, what's going on? What do you need, brother? Uh, I I need to replace the back tire because it blew. I can see that. Yeah, it's blown out. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. And the front tire, I need to get that plug. Yeah, that's, that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes back out with the hydraulic lift. He sticks that under the car, raises the car, takes the back tire off. And I'm telling you right now, as the back tire was being taken off the back of the car and taken into the building, I'm not saying I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I heard it just like I heard the air pump going, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard, you dumb bastard. I could distinctly hear that tire as it was being taken away. Call me the N word. I'm not making stuff up. Shut up. Unfortunately for the tire, everybody else that works at the place is also a black dude. So they took the tire in the back and beat the shit out of it for saying the N word and it deserved it. And I'm not the kind of guy that likes to gloat, but when I saw the tire all freaking beat up on the ground about to be taken to the recycle place, I did the degeneration X crotch chop. You take that, you bastard. Yeah, that's right. So now he puts a brand new tire on the back of the car cool problem solved and i just plug the first tire takes the tire off he puts it into the water to find out where the air where the air hole is <laughs> can you come in here please yeah what's going on you see this right here the, the nail went straight through you can't use this tire the tire is destroyed because it has a hole in the, the thing here and it twisted the doubleness and the twist this here and the tire you cannot use the tire because the thing has a hole in it and it twisted and it put it inside there and then the tire you can't use the tire because the thing in tire i said just what you're saying is i need to buy a new tire yes you do need to buy a new tire and i said all right you have one i have one left sir all right, all right, all right, all right, I got to do it. I'm walking away, and I'm telling you, as he's standing there with the tire still in the water where you take the tire to find out whether or not there's a hole in the tire, I heard that tire said, you know what, the other tire was right, and it called me the N-word. And I looked back at it, and I was going to kick that tire's ass. But once again, everybody that works there is a brother, and they took that tire, stuck it back in the water, and drowned the bastard. Yeah, that's right. Don't you ever call me that shit. So he comes back out and he gives me another tire and he puts it on. Now I got two tires. It was great. Two brand new tires on that side of the car. And the other two tires are newer anyway, so it's not like I need to get them rotated. And I'm driving away. And I can already hear something I don't want to hear. I can hear the tires talking to each other. The two new tires. That's great being the two new tires here on the passenger side. Fat ass is the one sitting on the driver's side. <laughs> I mean, he's usually in the car by himself or with a smaller, you know, but he's the, the, all the weights on that side. So we're going to last longer than those two losers on the other side of the car. And the two tires on the other side of the car. Like, hey, 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 hey. You're the new guys. We've been here the whole time. If anything, we should be teaching you the ropes. And then the, the newer tires are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah, y'all last year's model. We're the new shit, jerk-offs. And in fact, I'm going to leave instructions that we don't get rotated so we don't have to do most of the work that you losers can't do. They should just put the both of us on the back and your two punk asses on the front. Because <laughs> you're not as good as us. I pulled over and I walked around the car and I said, listen, we're going to have to work together. I know you two tires here. You were here the whole time. There's no reason to argue with the two new tires. New tires, there's no reason to argue with the two old tires. We're a team now. I'm the coach of the team. Okay? Our job is to get from point A to point B safely. And if we all stick together, we can get it done, you bastards. If we just stick together, we can get it all done. And we don't have to worry about any of these stupid problems. 
And the tires told me that they agreed with me. And then I parked the car and I went on about my way. And as I walked away, I heard all four tires saying, he's right. He's right. We should all work together. And then I got into the elevator. And as the elevator door closed, I heard all four of them call me the N-word. Bastards. So the moral of the story is not only tires vindictive bastards, tires are fucking racists. I mean, what the hell's the deal with that? Where were these tires made? That's what I want to know. Calling me the N-word. Bastards. I think I'm going to buy four more tires. But before I put the tires on my car, what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview them. I want to find, I want to give them a racial sensitivity questionnaire. And I'm going to have the four tires fill it out. You know. That way I'll know whether or not they're prejudiced against black people because I don't want no racist tires on my car. You know what I mean? Bullshit. Fucking tires. So what I'm saying is, my friends, tires are vindictive assholes and you shouldn't have to put up with that. Buy some non-racist tires if you can help it. Because you don't want no racist tires being on your car when you're driving on the freeway. Yeah. I like to help people. Segment over. All right, guys, I want to talk to you about a little something interesting here. I was walking down the street. I was um I saw this these lovely ladies, beautiful young sisters walking down the street. Just really, really beautiful young sisters. By young sisters I mean early twenties. You know, it's summertime and it's hot. You know, and when it's summertime and it's hot, you know, they they're wearing you can't say revealing clothing. You can just say clothing that's comfortable because if you're a very attractive person and you're built very, very well, you're going to wear things that look that are people never refer to them as revealing. But basically, when it's 90 zillion degrees outside, what are you going to do? Wear bag, wear baggy clothing, wear something that covers up. I mean, if you really think about it, the only parts of their bodies that were actually exposed was uh, their heads, their necks. Where it was like a it was like a t-shirt type thing, it was like a the type tank top type t-shirt. So like all you saw was arms, neck, head, armpits, and maybe their ankles. You know, so it's not that they were like walking around naked, but you know, when you have a fantastic body and you're beautiful and you're young, of course, you know, people are gonna think of it's a revealing outfit, and you have the right to wear it because it's summertime and you don't want to burn up. When they're walking down the street and I and I'm looking at them and I'm not looking at them in, in the leering type way. It's just that I happen to, to notice that the while wow, they're two beautiful young ladies there and uh, they're walking by and I and they look at me and they see me cute middle aged guy. And I, I just nodded. I didn't have the dopey look on my face like I want to get it on with you and get it on with you. I didn't do that because that's rude. And they smiled back at me and, 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 and you know, and it was cool. And then they walked by and I, of course, immediately started staring at their delicious buttocks. But they're they're on the way by and they don't know that I'm staring at their delicious buttocks. Okay, let's keep it real. They have delicious buttocks and they pretty much know that I'm staring at it. But they, they, they don't know it because they're facing in the other direction. I did not say anything rude to them. I did not ogle them. I just nodded. They nodded. They smiled and kept going. And that's about as far as it goes. And they weren't offended by that at all because I don't do that stuff. But the dude sitting on the truck as they walked by and they had just saw a guy, me, and it was obvious I found them attractive because who the hell wouldn't? But they smiled because I smiled and I nodded and they nodded and they walked by these dudes and all of a sudden they went from a guy pleasantly looking at them and smiling and not ogling them to a bunch of dudes. You know, look at that ass girl. I like to bust that ass and look at them thang. Look at that. Oh, look at them titties. God, good God. I want to put my face in between them and go boobity, 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 boobity. Oh, look at them legs, girl. Put them legs up here, girl. Oh, man. And the guy made a, a motion as if he had was holding the woman in the air in front of his face and he was, you know, basically saying, Saying what he'd like to do if she in fact had somehow found herself in the position of sitting in his hands with her his hands in front of his face and he of course was making the head motions which would of course indicate the activity that would be taking place if he in fact was holding her in his hands by the buttocks and she was sitting in his hands and his hands were in front of his face and another guy was making the motions to let him know that if somehow she found herself bent over 
in the vicinity of his genitals, the way he was moving his hips in a way to he was letting her know what the activity that he would like to participate in with her if she was somehow bent over in front of him. And of course, they were not as uh, gracious with the way they describe the activities that I am being here. But I think you understand what I'm trying to say. And they were loud with it. And the women were looking at him and they actually started to walk a little bit close, a little further away from the curb. And they looked back at them. And then when they, they, they kind of turned sideways and they kind of were walking backwards, they're looking at the guys. And then they kind of and they shook their head in disgust and had to look in the face like, ew. And they were like, and you could tell by the way they were talking when they walked away that they were both disgusting, discussing how disgusting these guys were and how gross they were and all this kind of stuff. And then as the ladies got far enough away where you couldn't, enjoy their bodies at least the guys couldn't enjoy their bodies they, they're sitting there laughing ha 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 and high-fiving like they just accomplished something yes two ladies were walking down the street two beautiful ladies were walking down the street you had the permission they were walking by you could have looked at them of course you want to do stuff to them if you see a beautiful woman with a beautiful body wearing a wonderful outfit that highlights the deliciousness that she is of course now they walk by me they smile they nodded and they just Hi, hi, and gave me another hi. I forgot to tell you about that part. Hi, both of them went hi, and I went hey, what's going on? Hi, how you doing? I'm going great. Okay, have a nice day. Hey, you have a nice day too. I forgot about that part because I was fantasizing about them. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yes, I was. Now, did I look at those two ladies and did I, in my mind, want to enjoy their delicious bodies? Did I not want to grab a hold of their delicious chest yummies and do things and enjoy them and the delicious buttockses and do things and enjoy them? Would I not like to take them back to my home and jump on top of them naked and take them both to Bang City? Of course I would, but I didn't say it to them and I wasn't rude to them, but the other guys were very rude to them and wanted to do stuff and said it that they wanted to do stuff. That's not right. Cat call guys mess it up for everybody they really really do think about it had she had these two ladies walked by the cat call guys first and had listened to her and take this and put this and do that and squeeze and put that and put and do and put that and listen to all of that crap my innocent nod and smile would have been met with a <sighs> why because those dudes had already would have already poisoned the candy Poison the cake, because that's what catcall guys do. Poison the cake. I used to, used to annoy me when I would see a beautiful lady walking down the street, and she would come up to me. And, and you know, when you're younger, when you're as an older guy, you know how to approach women in a non-threatening way to find out whether or not they're insulted, they're, they're, they're interested or not. But when you're younger, you know, you're still kind of dope. Hey, you look nice today. And if the woman's not interested in you, she'll go, yeah, thanks a lot. And keep on moving on. Not a problem. There. She's not threatened. She's not annoyed. She's like, I'm not interested. And she didn't even say she's not interested. She'll go, yeah, thanks. And keep walking. And you know she's not interested. And that's fine. But after about a day, every day, yeah, I like to put my thing and grab your stuff and put the thing and you mean me to be not squeeze and put the, and I want to put up in this and put and squeeze on that and put that and I want to do this to you and the ha 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 high five, high five, high five. When they listen to that all day long, when you walk up, oh no, you're going to be in trouble. Oh no. I remember going up to a lady. I thought she was fantastic. She was spectacular. We were in New York City, Manhattan, and this was one wonderful sister. She was wonderful in every way. Even the sound of her voice was perfect. She was fantastic. Everything about her was everything I ever wanted a woman to be, and I wanted her to be my woman, and I walked up to her, and I was very respectful. I said, hi, and she said, hey, and I said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. I said, I don't want to be rude or anything like that, but I think you're spectacular. You're a wonderful lady, and, and you know what? You know, I, I just, I would like to know if I could take you to dinner. I, you know, I know it's weird to walk up to somebody on the street like this and all like that. But if you walk down the street and I never said anything, I'd be kicking myself. And she said, I, uh, well, yeah, um, okay. And then she gave me her phone number. Okay, that did not happen. I walked up and I said, hey. And she turned around and pepper sprayed me and stabbed me in the leg. And I said, wait a minute, lady, 
why did you pepper spray me and stab me in the leg? And she said, I'm sorry. It's just that I walked by this place and all these guys were saying they wanted to do stuff to my chest and my buttocks and genitals and all of that kind of crap. And all day long, guys were saying that they wanted to do stuff to me. And I really did. Not, I'm so sorry. I, I did not mean to pepper spray you and stab you. I said, OK, that's not a problem. Would you mind tearing off a piece of cloth there and making something for my leg and tying it around my leg? I'm losing a lot of blood. And could you pour some milk into my eyes? And she poured some milk into my eyes and tied off my leg and called an ambulance she felt bad she comes in to see me in the hospital she goes i'm so sorry for pepper spraying you and stabbing you in the leg i'm so sorry and i said that's no problem i said you know what if you really want to make it up to me if you're single when i get out of here would you let me take you to dinner because you're beautiful she says are you asking me out and i said yes and then she shot me after pepper spraying me again and then she called the doctor into the room and the doctor goes, what do you do? She goes, well, I'm so used to guys being rude. And I, every time a guy approaches me and asks me out, I have this reflex because I'm so used to these catcalling guys. And I just, I just react in, in a really bad way. And then the guy said, you, you, you shot him. She goes, yes. And he goes, because he asked you out. Yes, doctor, because I, I didn't mean to. It was just a reflex. I mean, I wasn't going to go out with him anyway. He's too, he's too young for me to date, but I mean, he's a cutie. If he was a little older, I'd, I'd go out with him. And then they went to surgery and they took the bullet out and, you know, washed my eyes out with whatever they you wash your eyes out with in the hospital. And then I fully recovered. Then she comes, she finds out where I lived and she comes to visit me. And she says, I'm so sorry about stabbing you in the leg and shooting you and pepper spraying you twice. And I said, that's, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, it, and when I was when I was being uh, you know revived by the nurses uh, after the after the gunshot wound, I, I I could overhear you talking to the doctor, and you said that I was too young for you to go out with, and I, you know I just uh, so I'm but I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you you know you that you found me to apologize for stabbing, shooting, and double pepper spraying me. I really really appreciate that. That was that was very very nice. And she that's okay, and she gives me a hug and a peck on the cheek, you know. And I said thank you very much. I said you know what? Can I have one more hug? And she says. Sure you can. And then I hugged her and then I gave her a peck on the cheek. And she said, did you just give me a peck on the cheek? And I said, yes. Then she hit through a land, she threw a hand grenade into the house and blew up my whole house. And then as I crawled out of the rubble, she, the rubble, she pepper sprayed me again. And I said, really? And she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then she called, you know, she called an ambulance for me who then, you know, washed all the washed the crap out of my eyes and got the nails and shit out of my ass because they were shrapnel from the from the grenade and she visited me in the hospital and I said I said I'm not asking you out again okay because every time I ask you out I mean the last time the first time you stabbed me the second time you shot me in the hospital and the third time you blew up my whole house so I just want to let you know for the record I am not asking you out under any circumstances and she goes oh so I'm not good enough now and I said of course you're good enough now, I'm just saying that we have a bad history here of you blowing up stuff and stabbing and shooting every time I ask you help. And I mean, I don't want to get stabbed and shot and blown up again. This is ridiculous. I can't. I mean, I mean, I know that other guys have been mean to you, maybe or something like that. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, why didn't you not stab, shoot and blow up those other people? Why do you got to do it to me? And she says, I'm so sorry. You're right about that. And I said, so, OK, so we're cool now. You, you, we never have to see each other again. You just go about your way. All right, just get away from me. Leave me alone. I don't want just get away from me. You're too damn violent. And she leaves. And I was so relieved. And it's really weird. I was watching her walk out of the room and I said, man, what a beautiful bottom she has. What a delicious buttocks. And she goes, you like that, huh? And I go, I said, no, 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 no. And she goes, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And she walked out. <laughs> And then I saw the doors burst back open and she had an RPG and she fired it at me and blew up the whole room. And then after they I went through all of the rehab and I got put back together and everything was cool, she showed up and she says, I forgot something. And I said, what's that? And then she pepper sprayed me. Okay, none of that actually happened. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that Pepper spray, pepper spray. The, the cat calling guys make it bad for everybody, man. Could you stop cat calling people, please? You make it bad for everybody, man. Because if you really think about it from the lady's perspective, from the lady's perspective, she's walking down the street by herself. All she wants to do is go about her day. And a bunch of dudes she doesn't know who are each individually bigger and stronger than her are telling her how they would like to 
do stuff to her body in the most gross ways possible. She doesn't know whether or not you're just a bunch of douchebags or whether or not you are people that are intending on doing that stuff. She doesn't know. And because she doesn't know, she doesn't like it. Would you like it if somebody did that to you, catcall dudes? I don't think you would. I don't think you would. Wouldn't it be funny if that did actually happen, though? The guys cat call this delicious sister that walks by and they're like, ha, 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 and they high five. And even then, as they break apart and go about their days, they're all going home individually back to their homes. Right. They're all going into a convenient supermarket, convenience store, gas station, wherever they're going. And then when they go into that place, a bunch of dudes that were even bigger than them, bigger and stronger and mean mean looking at them as they walk by five or six big, strong, mean guys were looking at them saying the same thing to them about what they wanted to do to their asses. Guy walks by. What's up, brothers? Yeah, what's up with you? That's cool. I'm I'm just going to get these little cigarettes. Yeah, I don't. I envy them cigarettes, bro. What do you mean? Ah, no one thing, man. I wish you was smoking on me like that, huh? Yeah, man, you been working out, ain't you? Hey guys, you been working? Yeah, he's been working out, man. Look at all, man. Look at that ass, man. I don't know about you, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know about you, man. But I mean, I mean, I'd give my wife a get up in that dude's ass. Fuck you talking about? Oh man, we oh man, I don't know about you, man, man. I, mean, I wish my pecs looked like that. I mean, oh man, I like to get up in that dude right there. How many? Wouldn't you like to bang that guy? I'll tear him up. I'd, I'd wear that dude out. I'll tear him up. Oh man, I like to pick that dude up in my hands like this and, and put this butt in my hands like that. And I'd like to put a bit put and like to bend him over and do the. Hey, what, the, hey, what you talking about? Come on, man. Let's let's follow him down the street. Talk about how much we want to do stuff to his ass. <laughs> I mean. That, that would actually be kind of funny, wouldn't it? I mean, if you if you, if you somehow could follow like the worst cat call dudes possible, right? <laughs> and then wait till they're somehow someplace alone by themselves. You know, maybe they're going into a to a store in a bad neighborhood or some crap like that. You know, or maybe they're 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 coming home late at night from work and are all tired, and then maybe they're standing outside smoking a cigarette, and then we find a bunch of seven foot guys that are like six foot ten, workout like bodybuilding dudes, and put them in like really threatening outfits, and then have them all sitting outside, and when that dude walks by, all of them are like, damn, look at that ass. Right now, his first thing would be see he'd see dudes saying, "Damn, look at that ass!" He'd immediately spin around because he'd want to see what woman they were talking about, and then have all of them dudes looking at him lustfully, rubbing their genitals the way dudes rub their genitals when they're looking at a good woman, licking their lips and everything. Like, damn, I want some of that shit right there. What? What's up? Oh, no, what? Let's not talk about what's up. Let's talk about what we'd like to have go down. And what is that? Your pants, brother. What? Damn, how, how, how many of you would like to get some of that? And then have them, you know what I'm saying? And every time he shows up someplace, had them same six dudes show up. Maybe be at a, at a Wawa or something, which is a convenience store on the, on the northeast quarter. At a Wawa or something, trying to get a hoagie. And, they're all, and then have all six of them walk around the corner. I know one thing. I like to put you between two slices of bread and put some mayonnaise on you, if you know what I mean. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Get the hell out of here. And then they leave. He goes to a gas station. And they, they as he's pumping the gas, they walk around the pumps and look at him. Man, I like to pump you full of fuel. You know what I'm saying? What the hell is wrong with you bastards? <laughs> oh God, that would be that would be the best. Ah, uh, because I'm. <laughs> I would love, I mean, just imagine how much fun that would be actually to, to actually see that, you know. Because like I said, they don't mind doing that to the women, you know. <laughs> oh, God, that would be the best. Oh, oh if somebody, if the, I'm waiting for some YouTube dude to do something like that. Maybe somebody did something like that. I don't know. But that would be so freaking hilarious, you know. <laughs> Oh God! Guy goes to <laughs> guy goes to get some water rice. He's sitting there licking the cones, and he looks around. It's the same six dudes looking at him like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God, that would be the best. Oh, oh God! He he goes to a, <laughs> he goes to he goes to a place to get his car fixed, uh, and it's. <laughs> Sir, we really need to change your oil and rotate your tires. 
okay, rotate my tires. And then the guys walk around. We thought you'd never ask. What the hell is wrong with you dudes? Oh, God. That would be the best. Uh, <laughs> and, and the funny thing about it was is if, that, this, if somehow that would happen to one of these dudes for like a month, just like every day for a month, like really big giant dudes just following follow around, talking about what they wanted to do to his ass. Unwanted sexual advances. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, you know, he's at the store. He's not paying attention to one of those dudes like bumps into him. Oops. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to bump into you, but man, what the hell's wrong? Get away from me. Oh, so, what are you talking about, man? This is a really crowded store, bro. That's why I bumped into you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many of them would internalize it and realize that what they're getting, what's happening to them is what they do to ladies. I wonder. How how one how I wonder how many of them would pick up on it and go, hmm. There's people who are big enough to actually force me to have sex with them. I mean, even individually, but but there's a, there's six of them, each who individually are big and strong enough to force me to have sex against my will, or following me around making rude comments about what they'd like to do to my body parts that I don't want them to have access to. Wait a second. That's what I'm doing to women. It's exactly what I'm doing to women. Maybe I should stop doing that. And I wonder how many of them would pick up on it. But it would be fun, wouldn't it? Especially if you have daughters, wife, sister, mom, female cousins, ladies you care about, or just ladies in general and you're a good human being it would be nice if people would stop doing that crap now i'm not a punk if you've listened to my podcast you know i love nothing more than taking women to bang city loving them oh yeah but i never treat them with disrespect i never say rude things to them i never make them feel uncomfortable in my presence you don't never see a woman in an elevator with me balled up in the corner because she thinks i'm going to attack her you never see women feel uncomfortable around me because they know I'm not one of those dudes. So, if you're a catcalling type of cat, cut that crap out. It's not cool. You wouldn't like people doing that to you, would you? Of course you wouldn't. Right, guys? Uh, do you want us? Uh, thanks, uh, Mr. Mr. Thomas. Oh, thanks for uh, paying us to follow dudes around and sexually harass them to give them or teach them a lesson. Yeah, no problem, man. I figured that it was, that the social experiment was definitely worth it. And I think the guys that you followed around and um, and then and told you told that you, you wanted to do stuff to their butts against their will. They finally figured out after the social experiment um, that um, that it's not the right thing to do. And um, I think you did. You did a good service. Well, you know, we try to help out Mr. Thomas and think it's a good a good thing that we do, you know. Uh S. Anthony? Yeah, what's up? Have you been working out neat and right or something? Yeah, I mean, I've lost about twelve pounds. I'm looking you know, looking a lot better, you know, I feel good, you know, all that kind of thing. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know, um I, I mean, it was just kind of like I'm playing um working out a little bit, playing basketball with my brother a couple times a week and you know, that kind of thing. Nothing special, just you know, be a little more cognizant of what I what I put in my mouth. Oh yeah, in your mouth. Oh yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. You you you're carrying on the joke with the thing about the dudes, and <laughs> that's I get it. I get with you. Uh, right, Mister Thomas, would you do me a favor? Uh, what's that? There's a book on the floor. I need. Could you go? Could you? Uh, could you get that for me? Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that ass. What? Nothing. Me say nothing. Yeah, I think you guys should probably leave to go i mean we could stay if you want us to yeah I mean, you're gonna gonna need you guys to get the fuck out oh, okay sorry yeah fuck out Whew. you know guys um this, this segment's getting a little uncomfortable um i uh i'm gonna have to make sure these guys actually leave and uh gonna change the locks and stuff so um this segment is uh the segment's over now so uh guys i'm gonna have to i'm gonna keep recording until i see all of you leave 
Okay. I said, all right. That's right. You got paid already. Okay. Get out. All right. No problem. No problem at all. Lock the doors. Fuck is wrong with those dudes? Segment over. All right, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how hypervigilance, you know, you know how we always do these things and everything gets great and everything's awesome and we're so proud of the awesomeness of the thing that we're doing and then time goes by and all of a sudden we stop doing it. That's what happens to us, right? You take a shower and there's several types of showers. There's the quick shower in the morning when you got to go to work. There's the regular shower where you clean yourself. And then there's what I like to refer to as the pre-bang shower. And you know what I mean by pre-bang shower. That's the shower you take right before you get it on with your loved one. Because you want to make sure that every part of you is super duper mega ultra clean. Because, you know, let's keep it real. <laughs> you know what you're going to do and what you want them to do and what you're going to do and what you're going to do to each other, you know. So you got to make sure you're clean. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But you don't clean yourself that well every day. You know you don't. You know you don't. Because if it was the way we always cleaned ourselves, it wouldn't be called the pre-bang shower, would it? No, it would be just called the shower. Yeah, I said it. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, lady. 49% of my audience don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about you know damn well there's a bath you take when you just want to take a bath and then there's the long bath and then even longer shower you take when you know he's coming over and he ain't coming over to talk about what happened at work that day you know what I'm saying damn it you know exactly what I'm saying I've lived with women and I know if I hear her taking a bath and then she takes a 10 minute shower afterwards I already know why am I wearing pants because I know what's about to happen. Yeah, I said it. But it isn't just something like that. It's everything, man. Everything you do. There's a high level that you do when somebody else is involved. You know how you clean your house normally. You know the normal everyday cleaning. You know the normal day everyday neatening up. But you also know how you clean your house when someone comes over that you actually want to have in your house. You know, not your family. When somebody you actually give a crap about comes over. You know, not your loved ones. When someone you're trying to impress is coming over you know damn well how you clean your house when someone special and new is coming over you know how clean that is right you walk around the house and you have this really weird wonderful sense of accomplishment your house looks better than it's ever looked before all of a sudden there's flower pots out front all of a sudden everything is cool in the back all of a sudden your door is this and the steps look like that and the rug is this and the chair is that and plates are that the good plates are out the good pots are out all that crap and the this that and all of a sudden you realize hey maybe I should take this seven inches of dust off my television screens and then uh, then, then all of that crap and you walk around and you realize wait a minute i thought that was a show that was an old show but as it turned out it was a new show it just looked like an old show because there was five pounds of dust on the screen all of that crap and you look around at your house and it looks great right you look at the way your teeth look when you're about to go to the dentist. You know you don't brush your teeth like that. You opened up the dental floss. You forgot how to use it. And then all of a sudden you, you, you do the dental floss thing. You damn near decapitate yourself because you don't know how to use that crap because you haven't used it since the last time you went to the dentist eight years ago, you bastard. And you do it. And you realize, man, I should probably clean my teeth like this all the time. Huh? I should probably clean my house like this all the time. Oh, I'm not done, you bastards. You know what happens when you're about to go to the doctor. You know your doctor's appointment is four weeks, five weeks from now, and all of a sudden, when you know you got to do blood work, when you know you're going to be standing there naked in front of somebody, when you know the doctor weighed your fat ass last time, oh boy, I better start eating salad and diet water right now. Can I, you have any di diet garlic, uh, uh, garden salad? salads and diet water sir we actually do have diet water it's only for crazy people well i'm crazy give me the diet water or the diet salad and that's all you eat and you do nothing but sit ups and crunch ups and sits ups and crunch downs and crunch sides and sit ups and weight lifting and weight dropping and weight siding and all of that crap and you do that for four or five weeks before you go to the doctor and you know 
if you did that on a regular basis, had your diet salad and your diet water and worked out like that on a regular basis, you would be in great shape and you wouldn't care what the doctor said because the doctor wouldn't have anything but good stuff to say, right? Right? If you cleaned your teeth like that, the dentist wouldn't have anything but good stuff to say, right? If you cleaned your house like that every day, then you wouldn't have to give a crap about whether or not your family came over and talked crap about your house. You wouldn't have to worry about that. But you can't do it because you have a life. You can't spend that much time cleaning your house because you got a job. You can't spend that much time working out because you got things to do. You can't sit there and brush your teeth for five hours a day because it's stupid to do that. (laughs) But it's really weird when you see the level of that, when you see your house that clean, when you see your teeth that clean, when you see your body look as good as it looks all of a sudden, five weeks out from going to the doctor, you go to the doctor's office and you realize you lost 25 pounds. Oh, man. But the thing is, it's hard to keep up that level. It's hard to maintain it. You can't clean your house like that all the time or work out like that all the time. You can't do it. So there's a level to it and at some point it stops that's why we have tragedy fatigue you ever notice that right some big tragedy happens and everybody's giving up money and oh we save this save that they want to help out they're volunteering this that and the other and after a while the level that high level of wanting to help starts to fall down a little bit right you see those commercials come on TV <laughs> Dogs are being kicked. Kittens are being skeet shooted. Turtles are being used as hockey pucks. Cows are being tipped and then eaten. Now, I'm not talking about turning the into hamburger. People are actually walking up, pushing cows over, and then biting into them and eating them alive because they're freaking disgusting. People are taking rats, gluing them together, forming them into footballs and drop kicking them. If you just give a certain amount of money every month, we can unglue those rats and stop them from being drop kicked. We can tell people to stop biting into cows and buttocks. We can tell people to stop kicking the dogs and the turtles will going will go back to being turtles and they will have to people will have to actually go out and buy hockey pucks and stop messing up the turtles. If you just send a certain amount of money every month, all of these things could happen. Look at these rats. This is a rat that used to be glued together with other rats, and he was he, they were formed into a rat football and drop kicked. But now they're now free rats, and they're now we actually took these rats out into the wild and released these rats because we did not want these rats to be treated badly. These these are ex football rats. Granted, when we took those rats out and released them into the wild, they were eaten by snakes that were also released into the wild the week before. But we had to make sure that those snakes were released into the wild because little kids had found those snakes, glued them together and make double Dutch jump ropes out of them. And we can't have rope. We can't have snakes be used as double Dutch uh, ropes. And also, we just have to make sure that these things absolutely do not happen. So at all, at all costs, we have to make sure that we stop these things from happening. And if you send out a certain amount of money every month, every month, if you send out a certain amount of money, we can stop these tragedies from happening. And it is all up to you. And what do you do? You see those commercials. You see those things happening. And you send in the money. And every time the commercial comes on, you think about the money that you send in, that you make mail-in that you're sending through the website and all of that crap you're loving yourself and you're feeling good and you're going that's right i'm keeping those rats from being glued together and turned into footballs i'm keeping those snakes from being glued together and turned into double dutch jump ropes i'm stopping those turtles from being turned into hockey pucks and i'm keeping as many cows ass biteless as possible and i don't like people kicking dogs and that's what you do when you're sending the money oh yeah you feel good but six weeks goes by 
six weeks go by and all of a sudden the commercial comes on and it kind of annoys you a little bit. You're starting to think, wait a second, I've been sending in money for six months and people are still gluing rats together and making footballs. I was outside the other day and I saw a bunch of girls playing double dutch rope with a bunch of snakes. What is my money being sent into? Well, maybe they just haven't gotten around to my neighborhood yet. I don't know, but I'm starting to get suspicious. What happened about a couple of weeks ago when you were, oh, I feel so good about sending in that money, and now you don't? That's because now you're starting to feel tragedy fatigue and all of a sudden you don't care as much anymore all of a sudden you start seeing that 20 bucks a month come out or that 50 bucks a month come out and you're starting to think about the stuff you could buy with that stuff hmm i mean i mean i've i've already given enough but maybe i should just give a little less money and I could save a little of that money because I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've had rats in my house and I'll be honest with you. If somebody was to come to my house when I had rats back in the day and they told me they took the rats that were in my house and they glued them all together and make a football, I would say, you know what? Now that they glued together to make a football, I would like to have that football so I could drop kick it myself. Yeah. And then you start thinking, wait a minute, when I was a kid, I used to play around with garter snakes back in the day. And because I was playing around with the damn garter mistake snakes, I got sand mites. Now, I wouldn't have been in that sand if it wasn't for those damn snakes. So it really turns out it's those snakes faults. I got sand mites, the little bastard. I had to take all that medicine. I didn't feel good. And it wasn't really that much fun playing with the snakes. Maybe they deserve to be glued together and used as a jump rope. I didn't even really think about that taking all this money out of my account for some damn snakes and rats. I don't even like snakes and rats. Yeah, that's right. And the turtles. Okay, so the turtles get turned into hockey pucks. I got news for you. You know, turtles can walk, can't they? If they don't want to be hockey pucks, get into your shell and go crawl someplace, you bastards. And it's not my fault you get turned into hockey pucks. Who told you, do, 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 you turtles to be around hockey rinks? Didn't you realize that that could possibly happen? Come on, you dumb bastards. You, you, you should be in the water somewhere. If you were in the water somewhere or you were in the forest where you belong, they would, these, these jackasses wouldn't have picked you up but started scoring goals with your punk asses. That's why that hair beats you in the race, you two slow and by slow i don't just mean your speed i think you're just stupid fuck the turtles in fact i'm going to spend spend some money to buy turtles and take them out to hockey rinks to purposely have people slap the bastards around because they've taken my money to save the turtles i don't even like turtles i don't like rats turtles or snakes fuck all of them but what about the dogs i have a dog and i take care of my own dog why don't you, it's my fault. I'm supposed to save every dog in the world. I don't make that much money. I got news for you. If you want to really make somebody happy, how about you stop taking that 50 bucks a month out of my account and let me put it together so I can buy a big screen TV for my basement. I mean, dogs are animals and human beings. We're on a higher level than dogs. How come they ain't a commercial for me and my television? How come they not out there? Jake, is in his basement. His wife won't let him watch sports in the living room. He can't even watch it in the bedroom because she doesn't like having TVs in the bedroom. She thinks bedrooms are for sleeping. And he has to watch stupid girl shows with his wife because if he doesn't watch those girl shows with his wife, he doesn't get to go upstairs and get it on with her. She's relented and said he can have a screen, a big screen TV in the basement. But they don't have the money right now. But if you donate 50 bucks a month, this middle-aged man can have a big screen TV in his basement. And he can hide from his wife. And then they show a big, a big picture of you looking sad into the camera and looking list, looking wistfully at the wall with no TV there. And then you look back at the camera, look sad, and a tear comes down your eye. Help Jake buy that TV. 
but if you add another five bucks a month, he can even have cable and watch sports in high definition as he hides from his wife and horrible children. How come that commercial ain't on, damn it? So let me just say this right now. F the animals, give me my damn television. And that's how you feel when you get tragedy fatigue. It's hard to maintain that level of emotion for things. It's hard to do after a while, you know? So, so what I'm saying is, like I said, I, I cleaned my house, I cleaned my car, and you get, like I said, you get that sense of accomplishment. Look how great my car look. I just got this from the car wash, and it looks all good on the inside and the outside. Look at my house. It looks all good on the inside and the outside. I'm looking good. I lost some weight. This is great. And it's hard to maintain that crap. But we try, right? But all I'm saying is don't be so hard on yourself. Your heart, your, your, your house is never going to look as good as it looks right before your somebody comes over. Because, you know, second day, those punk asses leave, the beer cans is going to start showing up on the damn dining room table. You're going to put your, ta- your foot back up on the freaking coffee table. Right. You're going to have coffee cups all over the place. The kids are going to spill crunch berries in the damn couch. You know what's going to happen when you get in shape you, let's be honest most of you including me you're probably not going to get a six-pack but you can get in pretty good shape you can feel good right okay because like i said right now i know that there are certain things that are looking is looking 10 times better than you normally would look because we get all hyped up about it looking its best but it ain't going to look like that all the time okay let me keep it real you guys aren't going to look that good all the time <laughs> I'm going to have a 12 pack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what I'm saying is the, 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 whole, the whole, the reason I'm even talking about this stuff is, is just that I know that there's a certain level we get to where we get, where we have all the compassion, a level of compassion. We normally don't have a level of vigilance for certain things that we normally don't have. And it kind of wanes. And then we kick the crap out of ourselves. Oh, I just had this house clean. Oh, oh, my car was clean. Oh, oh, I was in great shape. And then I I gained a few pounds. Oh, don't kill yourself over it. Okay. Don't, don't feel, don't be so bad. Don't, don't feel so bad. Don't be so hard on yourself. Okay. Okay. You gained a couple of pounds. But you still look better than you did before you started losing weight, right? Fat, right? You were a fat bastard back then. And now you just have to lose a couple of pounds. No big deal. Okay, there's a little bird shit on your car. Not a big deal. The car's still pretty clean. All you got to do is get a t- get a towel out, wipe that shit off, and everything's cool. Okay. Okay, your house is not as clean as it used to be. What did you? What was going to happen? You were going to throw the kids out? You knew they were going to mess the house back up when they came back. It's not a problem. For just $5 a month. Okay, there will be no commercial for you. <laughs> uh, I, just said this, I just said this to you because I, I know that uh, during the process of losing weight like I'm doing now and, you know, of, of tuning up and cleaning up certain things in my, in, in my life, I know that uh, there was a point where everything was, like, was absolutely perfect, the six-pack and a triple-pack and all of that crap. And I may or may not get back to that. I'm definitely going to get in good shape again, but I may not get back to that level. But I was one of the, I was basically just saying to myself before I recorded this segment, don't beat yourself up too bad if it's not perfect, you know? Don't beat yourself up to death if you get to this high, high peak, peak level and then slides back a little bit. Every, everything comes down to earth a little bit or at least, you know, backs up off that mega peak level. And there's no reason to beat yourself to death over it. Don't do that. You know, so like I said, you're not going to brush your teeth for 40 minutes a day like you do before you go to the dentist. Right. You're not going to shower for 12 hours like you do before you get it on. Your house is never going to be maintain a level of cleanliness that you have five minutes before your significant other's parents come for the first time. You know, as soon as you leave the car, wash, some something's going to get on your car tires. You know, some birds going to shit on your car. It is what it is. It's never going to be perfect. So don't beat yourself up, man. Don't do it, man. You dig? Of course you do. Segment over. Okay, my friends, that has been this episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. This is episode number two, two, one. And I want to thank you more than anything else for your continued support of listening to this this program, uh, telling your friends about it, retweeting it and all that kind of stuff. I really, really appreciate it. 
Uh, do me a favor, you bastards. If you like this show, and you better do me a favor, give this uh, give this show rate and review this show on whatever you're listening to it on. If you're on iTunes, five star reviews, you bastards. Give us a five star review, five stars. Damn it, fuck that four star crap. Five stars, you bastards. Give a five star review to this program. Tell everyone how much you love it. Share it. You must do that. Follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Okay. The email is the S. Anthony Says podcast at gmail.com. And, and if you want to, and I think you should support the podcast revolution, S. Anthony Says dot podcast revolution dot org. All of the shows are there. All of the shows are on the Podcast Revolution Network. Get your butts over there and support the show. Listen to the other shows on the Podcast Revolution Network after listening to me, damn it. And subscribe to my show there or on iTunes or on Stitcher or on TuneIn Radio. Wherever you see me, get to subscribing, you bastards. I am also on Instagram, surprisingly enough, as S. Anthony Thomas. I am also on, uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. I'm on Snapchat now. And, and uh, this is going to surprise you. <clears throat> S. Anthony Thomas one. <laughs> I am amazing with coming up with names, aren't I? <laughs> and this Sunday, 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 as I said in the beginning of the show, I will be the guest on the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast on Sunday. So, like I said, by the time you hear this episode, the episode on uh, hit that episode of that of that show will have already been released on Sunday, the day before. So on Monday, after listening to this show, get your punk asses over to the random dot com and listen to the random ramblings with Rob show with B Rob and yours truly as Anthony Thomas. Why are you going to do it? Because it's a great show. And because I'm incredible. Oh, yeah. So, folks, I'm going to wrap this up and I will see you next week. So I'm going to end this very quickly the way I normally do. It doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to this in your car, whether you're riding a lawnmower, whether you're on a treadmill with earbuds in. It doesn't matter. Know that I love you and I appreciate you listening to me. And I think you guys are the best. And I'm going to say it the way I always say it on the count of three. Say it with me. You know how I end the show. You know how I end the show. Say it with me. S. Anthony.